I'm talking my shit. I'm talking my shit. Aaron Rodgers, bro, you dumb motherfucker. You fuck with me, dog? You fucked with me, dog? You're going to get sued. You're going to get kicked off ESPN. And guess what? I'm going to be grave dancing. I got new fucking tap shoes just for that oak grave, bro. All right. I'm Bro, I'm not gonna lie. My heart sank when I saw him practicing. He practiced before Week 18, dude. So I saw him like practicing before the Pats game. I was just like, "Is this dude gonna come back and play the Pats and like fuck me up like that?" But I think he missed his window or whatever. I don't think he was even eligible to play. He my was. heart, my heart was in my ass when I saw him on the field. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" After I said sober Sammy and all my shit, dude. <laughs> he he plays Week 18. We we made that bet. What it was like week week like the one of the first podcasts that we've all done together. You made that bet. Yeah. If you play, if he, plays, he throws another money. pass, if he throws another pass, yeah. Well, he got hurt week one in our first recording week. The first first episode we put out was week five. Yeah. So it had to be so. So yeah, yeah. Remember when it was like less than thirty days and he was cleared for activity, and then I I was like this fucking idiot. This dude almost played, bro. <laughs> that would have been something. I wish I wish he played. I wish he threw that pass. That would have been great. I don't know. I was try- it was honestly hard to find one that would allow you to videotape anything. So like my luck is I would get there and like not be able to videotape and you guys would be like you didn't do it and I'm like a totally different person. <laughs> I've renamed myself and like you guys are like I'm like Tree Bark was my new name. And you guys are like yeah, you didn't do it. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> why did I change my name?" Yeah, yeah. yeah All know. right. Well, anyways, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode number, what is it, thir- uh, 15? 14. 15 14. 14. 14. 14 now. Episode 14, Breaking the Plane. Brought to you in partnership with Primetime Productions, Primetime Prods on Twitter, primetimeproductions.net. Check it out. Continuing to grow. Lots of great content to fill all of your sports needs. I'm your host, Burge. Whether you like it or not, I'm back. Whether oh, we like it or not, Joe's back. Block Boy Joe boy. is back with us. Ravens Co- flock. Flock boys Co- up. Kojak from the hotel in East Bumfuck, Massachusetts. How are we doing? What's up? Sorry, is, uh, I don't have my mic, so this <laughs> audio is bad. I apologize. And we've got another guest for you guys today. It's my boy from from all the way back in high school, back, I don't know, three decades now, whatever it is. We're old. Hogan. Too long. What's, what's happening, buddy? Thanks for joining what's us. Going on? Thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, you guys having me on course got some great memories of the Patriots watching the patriots with you yes sir 2007 undefeated uh yeah. season we went to the training camp for that sleeping in your car waiting to get in the first in line to get in there yeah cool as fuck yep got close i think to randy moss got close to a lot yep. of guys during that so yep. that was that was an awesome experience watching the uh you had a car in 2007 <laughs> he did i was in i was in i was in between going into my freshman year of college yep uh, it's just so funny the worst part, actually, there's a funny story behind that is we were actually the first ones in line to get to Gillette Stadium when they opened for the practice. But we were so early that they weren't letting the public in yet. And we pull up and Burgess, the dumb shit, is driving. <laughs> and the woman at the like kiosk thing looks at us and she goes, oh, are you guys working the event? As in, like, are we working preseason? I'm, I'm all hyped up, ready to be like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, we're working it. Let us in. We'll go right in right now. 
dipshit over here, Burgess. No, no, no. We're here to watch. She goes, oh, you got to go home. Sorry. They don't open for another like hour or two. And I'm just like, oh, damn. why? I don't why even remember here? that. Why I don't even remember them? that. Then we had to go sleep in a parking lot for like two hours. <laughs> He's like, I do remember that, though. <laughs> Man, some great times. 2014 uh, championship game at Smoky Bones. That was a good time. Oh, yes. Drank yes. a lot of beer that night. Was that the uh, the Ravens game with the uh, Amendola, uh, the Edelman pass? Nope, that no. was like eight. That was the oh, Colts the, game. Yeah, the Colts game. Okay. Yep. Forty-five oh, three. Dude, I always forget that that fucking Baltimore game was a divisional round game, not a fucking AFC yeah. championship game. Because the AFC yep. championship game wasn't a game; it was a fucking blowout. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. that's when uh, Legarrette Brunt went nuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then earlier in the year, Jonas Gray went nuts, and then he missed a missed a flight. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! <laughs> yeah. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, great old now days. I jump off the lighthouse head first. <laughs> well, something that's not going to make you jump off the lighthouse. How do we do on picks this year, Joe? Oh, hold on. Oh, come yeah, on! You yeah, wanted to move this ready. to the beginning of the episode, and you're not prepared. All right. We did it, boys. We did it. We did it, Joe. We went 46, 45, and 2 over the over the years. Uh over the year here. So we had a 91, 92, 93 picks. So we ended up uh, one game over 500 with two ties. And then let's get to the piece de resistance here. My buddy Burge, dude. My buddy Burge, you really came through for this squad, dude. <laughs> we went 19 and fucking nine on our fucking locks dude 27 locks given out almost a 700 winning percentage so the last two weeks we haven't we didn't have a podcast last week so we ended up going uh four and three uh with the uh myself i went two and uh i went two and one burge went one and two and then kojak won with the green bay money line i think that was out at like minus 450 or something like that so a really good value pick given out by kojak uh, Bullshit! Then, it wasn't like that. Are you fucking kidding me? It was minus. It was minus one forty three. I had it right here. <laughs> you fucking asshole! I just missed. I just. I just carried the one. Um, and then last week we put these out on Twitter. Uh, so uh, we'll start with Burge. Burge had a good week. Two and one. His lock went out with uh, the Rams plus three and a half. Uh, they won outright. Uh, he had Vegas minus two and a half, which was a win. Uh, only loss on his uh, on his list here is uh, is Chicago plus three. Uh, myself, I had Detroit minus three as my lock that hit, uh, I had Houston plus one. They went, they went outright. And then I had Cleveland, uh, plus five, which was a fucking terrible pick. Sweated uh, out that then, Houston one. He sweated out that Houston yeah. one. That was a good ass game, dude. I yeah. fucking love CJ Stroud, bro. We'll, we'll probably get into this in the yeah. matches. I fucking dude. He was just, uh, he was just, it's kind of, it's unique to watch a quarterback that young be so calm, cool, and collected in, like, the mm-hmm. biggest game he's ever played in. You know what I mean? I know he's played in national championship games, bro, but, like, you're a pro. Like, that's, you're trying to get into the playoffs as a rookie. It's probably one of the biggest games he's ever played in. Coming off and cut, whatever. And then uh, we had Kojak, another great value pick, uh, Houston <laughs> money line with a win. So, we ended up going one game. I saw I saw you come off mute. Oh, I see everything. <laughs> No, you have nothing to say for yourself. Yeah. Nothing to say for yourself. Oh, my God, dude. My God. They should have never legalized weed in fucking Massachusetts, dude. This is what it does to our youth. This is what it does to our youth. 
All right. But yeah, great season gambling overall. Burge, I want to commemorate you, dude. I've been doing this for, I don't know, what am I, almost 30. So I've been doing this since my early 20s, going on 10 years gambling now. I know you probably, you know, you know about it, but I don't know if you've been doing it that long. So I, I'm impressed. You went over 500 for the year. You went way over 500 on your locks. So I, uh, I want to, I want to give a huge shout out to Burge for, uh, for holding up his end of the bargain on that uh, part of the show. I love that because all my friends that listen to my, like my last podcast, I used to get so much shit for my picks. Awful. They, they, oh, every, they'd always say, like, oh, pick the opposite of what Burge is saying because <laughs> he sucks. He's an idiot. There was a couple of weeks that you should have done that for both of us, though. There was some, <laughs> there was some, it was some fucking dark weeks, dude. There was some dark weeks. Yeah. Hogan, do you do you get into do you dabble? Oh, I do, I do. I I didn't this year, uh, just because it was such a off year and so many weird different teams that were Every winning that shouldn't have been winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, well, that too. I mean, you got, I think how many different quarterbacks started this year? The list has to be over fifty or something like that at this oh, point. No. So it's just like yeah. any 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 different week any any team could have fucking won. It was nuts. I've to my mind, I can't think of another season in the NFL since I've been around that you just sit there and you go, I honestly don't know who's going to win this week. It was absolutely banana pants. I don't know what else to say about it. <clears throat> no, we t- I think we well, I don't know if it was last the last episode we did or a couple episodes ago we kind of talked about the state of the league and we basically were like there's so much there's so much like injury and like turnover now that like the quality of the league and the quality of the play is just like not at like where it used to be. Like you have you have like more people getting hurt, you have more games, you have more weeks. These guys aren't training like they used to. They can't hit in the like in the in the preseason birds. I think you brought that up. There's like not an emphasis on correct tackling and shit like that, you know, or different there's different emphasis on different kinds of tackling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? These guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger, which makes the, the injury just more inevitable. I think the I think the human muscle and how we play the game has gone way past like what it probably safe for our body and our joints and our bones. I mean, you look at these guys like fucking they play 10, 15 years and they're crippled by 40. You know what I mean? Oh, not yeah. even not even talking about the CTE stuff. That's a whole different thing. But you can do like you said, dude, what a topsy turvy year. And it's just like, bro, I feel like just so many injuries, bro. So many injuries. It's it's it really is it really is something like that. Like you could go through a bunch of these teams this year. I mean, you look at like the Cleveland Browns. They've used four quarterbacks and are relying on a thirty eight year old Joe Flacco off his couch to play. Sorry, five quarterbacks if that's that's what the number is. What? My God! I mean, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow goes down. I look at the Steelers with using Mason Rudolph three. now. Three yeah, quarterbacks three, yeah. there. Um, the Jets. The Jets oh are another God. one. Like pulling dudes the out Patriots, of the stands. <laughs> the Patriots, like yeah, they got two. CJ Stroud was hurt for a while. The yeah. Raiders have been all over the place. I mean, you could go through most. Dude, of the those. Cardinals, the Cardinals, they traded Dobbs and they yeah, they had that other guy. Now they have that. Now they have Kyler Murray, dude. I think, dude, didn't fuck even Geno Smith missed a couple of games. But uh, and then uh, who the fuck? I was just about to say, it was on the tip of my tongue. Trevor Lawrence was hurt the whole entire year, dude, and that team goes in a nosedive, like. It's crazy. Desmond Ritter, another young guy. He goes down for a game. You know what I mean? Three quarters of the AFC yeah. played with. Nuts. You could count. Josh Allen played every game. I think Tua played every game. Mahomes. Uh, Lamar, outside of the game he sat, he didn't get hurt. But Lamar, Mahomes, I think that's it. Josh I think Allen that's it. Didn't, I don't think yeah. Josh Allen got hurt. I oh, said, said him. Yeah, okay, yeah. My, my fault. Allen, Tua, <laughs> Lamar, um, Mahomes. Which, I, if I can speak on that real quickly, you kind of were talking about how the the integrity of the league and how the product is kind of 
downgraded. I've been talking to a couple people about that recently where it's just <clears throat> I'm at the point now where I, I consider myself a football fan first and foremost, and then I'm a Patriots fan. Um, unlike Burgess, you know, I know he's biased as all hell, but I, I look at everything objectively where, you know, if, if, if it's a holding call, it's a holding call. If it's, if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. I, for me personally, I feel like the product has honestly declined and it's been a really sad state of affairs since the legends that we've watched, I would say the last 20 years have hung it up. And the problem is like you, you touched on all the injuries and everything, but it's also the state of play. And the biggest thing that I want to touch on on that in terms of what I mean by state of play is there aren't that many games that get you excited now. Like, for example, if I bring up Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, do your, does your blood get going? The that's, juices are that's flowing. Appointment television. You're ready to go, right? And okay. how many examples did we have? What? 15, 20? We, we, we had – think about it. The, the, the amount of powerhouse quarterbacks and teams we watched – from I'm just going to use the window of 2000 till 2020 or 2021, whatever you want to call it. We had Drew Brees, Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers. I mean, you can put Matt Ryan in there for a little bit. Tom Brady. Roger. I mean, it's just uh, the names go on where the primetime games were primetime games. You were going to watch them regardless if your team was playing them or not. Mm -hmm. You were going to watch that game. And I hate to say it, but aside from like maybe your Josh Allen's and your Mahomes now, where's the excitement in the league? And yeah. it's 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 hard, but like the way the one caveat to that is I think it's gonna take a couple of years for it to build back up to where it's supposed to be. Cause you got some promise. You got your CJ Stroud versus Trevor Lawrence. You got, you know, if Richardson stays healthy, he's another like I'm I'm picking on the AFC South, for example. Mahomes, yeah. There's different ones that, but they're not there yet and the product i think is lacking because of it, it that, that's just my two cents i that's you you're kind of spot on with that i mean Make even the good, good points. the good the good teams right now the good teams right now even so there's no real like superstar like quarterback on them yep it's, outside yeah. of the mahomes the allens as much as it pains me to say that the allens <laughs> mahomes uh you can't even argue that with like Dak Prescott. I mean, he's not any. You can't argue it with Jalen Hurts. You certainly can't argue it with Jared Goff. Like, it's Brock Purdy. You can't argue it with him. It's. I'm, we were we were talking before the show, right? Some of the the matchups for this weekend. And I don't want to jump ahead. Obviously, we'll we'll touch on those. But th I think the most exciting storyline from this weekend for Wild Card Weekend is Stafford going back to Detroit. Right? It is Hunter Pig. But that's it, the but, only storyline. That's it. Besides the Eagles. Like besides the Eagles suck, like do the Eagles suck? And does Matt Stafford rip the heart out of the city that he helped build? That that's it. That's what I mean. It's just it's it's who's excited about Mason Rudolph going to Buffalo? Well, do you do you? Think <laughs> I am because he's gonna win. No, I think up. there's I think there's so many factors at play, but the thing I think of, dude, is like remember when like this? I'm talking like even when like passing yards started going nuts, but I'm talking like mm. early 2000s to like the like like really like maybe 2014-15 um there was a stark difference between professional a professional football offense and a college offense when you mm -hmm. look at like the mcdaniels and mm -hmm. the Shanahan, i don't want to say shanahan because this is more run based but when you look at like the mcdaniels and a couple different of like the newer era like newer age like passing offenses like 
it's so like the reason why you're implementing them is because they're, they're easier for the college player to grasp. Right. And you have, yep. you can get more quarterbacks to a like mediocre or mediocre level or more mediocre like quarterbacks to a good level. So I think there's an air to like, almost like in basketball where you have like, teams that can score like a million fucking points you know what i mean but they get to the playoffs and they get stomped by the really good teams like the 76ers like teams like that like the cavaliers like just to name a couple teams like they just get stomped or they get to the playoffs because they play this hot like bastardized like style of basketball that is like very far away from like the core of like what the game should be it's the same thing with football right now dude it's basically seven on seven during the regular season and then you go into the playoffs and they're playing on a completely different set of rules you see how the the fucking super bowl ended last year dude you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there you, you just play on a completely different set of rules and i think that like the thing that sucks is like dude you know that like some most of these games like are gonna end in a blowout which sucks and it's like you, there's like one or two games that you really like get to sink your teeth into. You know what I mean? Cause you're like flipping back and forth on a Sunday. And then when it's fourth quarter and it's a good game, obviously you're locking in, you know what I mean? When it's not your team. So like, I don't know, you, you hit the nail on the head, but I think that like the NFL, like in the coaches have like almost like purposely done this to themselves to make the game easier to consume for like, a, like more of the masses. But obvi- every time you do that, it waters down your product. It bastardizes the product. So I just think that, I don't know if they have too many teams, and they need to pair it back. They need to do some kind of fucking relegation system. Merge with the CFL. Merge with the – dude, do something. Make the college, like, a pipeline, more of a pipeline. Like, affiliate teams with, like, different like different conferences. I don't fucking know. You got to do something to, like, make the game, A, safer. And you have to do something to, B, make the game more – I don't want to say traditional, but more – like, there has to be more than one way to win a game. You know what I mean? So, like – the. My buddy Brandon hammers this point home. He was a guest on here, you know, a few weeks back. I see, I've been all year all over the officials. We've talked about it on here, like at nauseum, about how bad the officiating has been this year and how it has seemed like it is a hundred times worse than it's been in years past. And you know, they're always bad, but like this year, they're like they're showing up in big moments and, and hurting games. Nothing's gonna really change though. And Brandon hits the nail on the head when he talks about this because people are watching. They don't care. Yeah. The owners do not care. They absolutely do not care about the product because people are watching. It's going to take people stopping watching on Sundays and stop stop going to the stadiums and, and paying for the concessions and everything for them to actually really feel this. Because if they don't, what, what do the owners care? They're making their money. They don't care. They're going to make billions of dollars out of this. So I, that's the only way I think things will change. And obviously the game ebbs and flows across generations and eras. You, you see the game change. We've seen it change over the last 25 years, how it's become, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more pass friendly because they want the offense and defense get penalized for little ticky tack bullshit. That's just the way it's going to be. And until that happens, until something major happens like that to change the game, it's it's just not going to happen and it's going to if not it's going to get worse it's going to continue on this trend until they the game decides to change again so i mean hogan was right though like they they the base is there like there's a good base like you just i just like i hope like what happened to andrew luck and shit and like fucking cam newton like imagine if those dudes had like 15 20 year careers like peyton and i know those aren't like the model quarterback that has a long illustrious career, but I'm just saying that's just it's just unfortunate that that's the their play style and it didn't last. But like, there's I I don't know what it is. It's like you see all of this talent in sports now, but like the quality of all like you can see it over all of sports. It's just like I don't know if it's like the mentality. 
how these guys are brought up. Like they, it, it, I'm not talking raised as a child. I'm talking raised through sports, how they're brought up, brought through <laughs> sports. Fucking anybody come at me. I'll jump. I'll jump at you. But I just, yeah, I think there's, there's so many different factors and none of them are fucking good. You know what I mean? And I think that is like you said, as long as they're, as long as they're banging out like all of these fucking stadiums, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't, it really, nothing's going to change until these owners like lose money. Like these fucking franchises are worth billions of dollars. Like the, the, the viewers are still there. Like they, everything, like it's just a cash cow. And until, until like there's some kind of like, legit altering of like the revenue stream for these guys they're not going to fucking change anything they want an 18th game dude like what are we fucking doing here like what are we that, fucking doing did you watch that like any like the week 18 games were garbage most yeah. of the games had backups playing like yeah. it's like a preseason game at the end of the year like well these guys don't fucking understand that like when you play more games there's an opportunity for people to be farther out of the playoffs and for you to lock up mm -hmm. you can lock up the fucking you can lock up a fucking division in like week 14 or 15 and then you still have weeks of a product that is just not it's it's literally false advertising like week 18 if you went to imagine you got like week 18 tickets for the Baltimore Ravens and like Lamar's not playing dude that's like that's like whatever like dude, I'm just, that that stadium was full what, what has happened to the game I love like it's just like I can't I I, I don't know if I'm like he's coping with getting old and just get being a curmudgeon and being like I I just romanticize like, to what the happened club. when I was a child you know what I mean but or does football actually suck dude I don't fucking know to, to play devil's advocate there real quick it's at the same time I agree with you a hundred percent that with the longer season you absolutely get circumstances like that however at the same time look at that Buffalo Miami game. True. All came down to that, which Houston Indy again, too. Houston Indy, you you, it's it's a balance act, right? You're, you're going to get the dog shit product, no matter what. You're going to get dog shit product in week one. You're going to get it in week eighteen. It's going to happen. But at the same time, you got to be able to look at what what other games you're going to get as well that are going to make up for the the dog shit. It's I it's part of it. I think, dude. I don't know if they what they should fucking do is they should go to fucking they should go to fucking Eight teams in each division, eight teams in each conference make the playoffs, eliminate the 17th game, and just have a legit fucking bracket. Like a legit bracket, dude. And just do it like fucking college football is going to. Dude, like, would you would you rather have week 18 with Lamar Jackson sitting, or would you rather have week 18 with a number one seed playing a number eight seed that maybe had a quarterback that had to sit the first five or six weeks and got hot at the end of the season? So now you got like a fucking a team that's maybe 500 with a nasty quarterback going up against like your Baltimore's or your 49. So I think that there's. I don't know. There's ways to do it, but they don't want to. What they for, number one, what they don't want to do is pay the players more. Why the fuck mm -hmm. would they pay their labor more? Like, oh, we want to make more money. What's the number one way to do that? You cut costs. You don't put. You don't pay your fucking over. You don't have as much overhead. So I think when you just have more stock, like you have more games, they don't give a fuck if they're playoff games. If they're fucking, you have to think about it, dude. Playoff games, players get bonus checks based on like the performance of like TV and the performance of like I don't know if it's ticket selling, but I know that they get paid out of something completely separate so like instead of knowing what you're like whatever and now we're getting way into the weeds but like the, the owners <laughs> don't give a fuck about the product as long as they're making money it's long yeah. long way short yeah let's move it on i think we we we, we, we kind of went on a few tangents there but great discussion we're doing the podcast a little bit different this time this the uh the lineup of the podcast here we're doing a bunch of the segments we normally do at the end we're doing them here at the beginning so our new favorite Oh, Mr. Mr. Josh, Mr. Joe sure tries to stick me with Josh Allen. All right. The no QB games, Joe. 
no game show music this week. <laughs> but I do have some tricks up my sleeve. Oh, okay. Um, okay, this is a good one. All right. So player A. Um, this is from the 2020 season. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna start giving you guys the seasons now because I feel like I was being disingenuous before. And if there's <laughs> one thing I hate is disingenuousness. Josh Freeman over Tom Brady, disingenuous. That was good, dude. That was fucking good. I knew I could get you with the TD to interception ratio. Um, all right. So player A, this is in 2020, 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 66% completion percentage with a 107 rating. And then player B, this is from 2013. So player B, 2013, 4,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 40, uh, 64% completion, and a 92 rating. So player A has a little bit better, has a little bit better like uh, efficiency, but player B had uh, like 500 more yards uh, through the air. So player, and I think player A, no, they both played this. They both played the same amount of games. Full season. So let's start. We always, yeah. So no, they both played 15 games. Okay. Um. So we'll start with our guest. <clears throat> well, I th- I feel like you're trying to throw me off with how much better the 2020 season quarterbacks going to be, but uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll stick with my guns. I'll stick with player A and see what we got. Okay. Go, Jack. That fucked me up because they're almost the same. But like, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's a catfish. He's trying to catfish. You. All right, I got it, fuckers. Just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna go with A. All right, we got two votes for A. You know where I'm going, Joe. You're going B. I'm going B. Yeah. Well, Burge, my contrarian, it finally pays off. <laughs> so, player A is. Remember when I was digging on uh, Ryan Tannenhill a little bit earlier? Yeah, that's Ryan Tannenhill. It was a fucking reason. So, player A is 2020 wow. Ryan Tannenhill, dude. The dude had a fucking legit season, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 15, 15 games, 3,800 yards, 33 to seven. And t- that's, that's legit. I think they went, uh, they went, uh, 13 and two in his starts. So that's pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, player B was Ben Roethlisberger, 2013 Big Ben, 4,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I, I, I was going to, what's up? I was going to say, I, I thought for a second there, it could have been Brady, but the, then you said the interception number and I was like, yeah, it's a little high for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, dude, I uh I was trying to look for a non-Pro Bowl season from like these guys to like try to like differentiate like which ones out. I was like scrolling by the ones that have like asterisks next to it. I almost got I almost got fucked up by the shortened season. I was like, dude, this asshole only threw for like 3,100 yards. Like, what a fucking dickhead. I was like, oh wait, they played 12 fucking games. So it was like that- he's averaging like 300 yards a game. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. I should not pick on this guy. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's another round of QB catfish. Yay. What we should start doing, you know, when we start going in the future with this, maybe we should add a couple more, like, choices. Do more than two. Oh, yeah. Because that'll that'll really mess us up. Maybe pair it it down. Like, we'll, like, do, like, we'll go from, like, we'll we'll have, like, five, and then we'll go to three, and then, or, like, five, and then three, then one, or something like that. I like that. I yeah, like that. Do idea. it like Bachelorette style. I'll give out roses and shit. <laughs> there we go. Ben Roethlisberger, you do not get a rose. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. No, I got an idea. I got an idea. I'm you want to share it? Okay. No. Because no, no. I want to vet it because there's probably a chance I get canceled. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, definitely vet that, please. Yeah. 
let, let's let's move on to the happenings of today, not 2013. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about the coaching firings that have happened after week 18. We already know Josh McDaniels was canned earlier in the year. Was there somebody else who was fired? Brandon Staley, Staley was fired. Yeah, Brandon Staley was fired. But Carolina. Carolina coach. Frank Reich. Frank Reich Frank also. Reich, yep. 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 So there's three right there. We got three more to tell you about. Yesterday, we're recording on Tuesday. So yesterday, the commanders fired Ron Rivera. And RIP. The Falcons fired Arthur Smith, who was heated at the end of that game in week 18 because of Jameis Winston's antics. He's going straight to a yacht that's like longer than the building. I know. I know. His dad's like a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, His dad's the CEO of FedEx, bro. Yeah. Dude, there were go dude. There was an awesome cut where he was like screaming at what's his name, uh, the coach of the Saints, and then Dennis they Allen. cut right. They cut right to a FedEx commercial, and I was like, dude, that dude's getting fired. And then they just reminded us like how it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I, I get fired. I probably gonna live in my fucking car. You know what I mean? This guy gets fired. He's gonna live in a house that's like the size of like eighty five of my cars. Yes, <laughs> if not more than that. Eighty five. Yeah, at a zero. Today. An intriguing one happened. The Titans fired Mike Vrabel. A lot of people were saying that there were going to be teams lining up to, to give the Titans compensation for Mike Vrabel. But at the end of the day, the Titans decided to fire him. How do you guys feel about those firings? I think they're pretty spot on. I think the only one that was a little that caught me a little off guard was the Vrabel one. Um, I don't know. I think I think as soon as like as soon as they it came out that like uh, Vrabel wasn't on board with the AJ Brown. Like I think Brable did like a pretty good job, like getting it out there to the media that like he was not on board with that. Um, so I think that kind of works in his favor in like the public eye, but I think this was definitely fucking time. It sounded like he, him coming. I thought him coming to fucking Gillette stadium and doing the fucking hall of fame induction when he was still coaching another team was weird. Yeah. Fuck. I thought yeah. that was weird. Imagine Going on TV, you're the owner of a football team. You're a billionaire. And remember, these guys are fucking billionaire competitive jackasses. So you get on the fucking TV and you go on national television. Well, that game was nationally televised, right? And they kept showing fucking – they kept showing Vrabel in the booth with with Kraft sitting next to him, like whispering, talking back and forth in the Patriots red fucking jacket. Like, I don't know. I thought as soon as that happened, I was like, dude, this dude's fucking out of there. I, I think it was a it was an interesting situation because Vrabel had a storied career up here. And, yeah, maybe – Going to that length for public perception. Kind of fractured ending, right? A fractured relationship at the end, kind of making remarks on his way out. Well, that trade, he, he felt like he got screwed by that trade. And I, I kind of don't blame him because the Chiefs were dog shit when he made when they got when he got traded there. But what did he say? He was like, they got enough money to build Patriot Place, but they don't have money to pay me or whatever. And then yeah. he chipped his ass out. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I, I don't personally have a problem with it. Obviously, biased Patriots fan seeing him honored was pretty cool but yeah if you see if you if you're the owner of the titans and you see your head coach all chummy with robert Kraft, yeah something's off there i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure nothing was talked about in that room <laughs> that would be considered tampering yeah right <laughs> got any thoughts hogan on the firings um, I mean, well, the Rivera and the Arthur Smith one were long overdue. I mm -hmm. mean, that's that just speaks for itself. In terms of Rabel, um, I mean, yeah, like you guys touched on, that's definitely a, a strange thing. I, I can't recall a time seeing a, a a different coach coming to a different organization to an, accept an award in season like that. That was uh, 
I mean, granted, like I said, as a Patriots fan, it's like, yeah, I'd love to have him here. I love seeing him again and everything, but it was definitely a strange happening at the time. Um, in, in terms like what you touched on where he, he kind of spoke out about the AJ Brown trade, that was kind of the writing on the wall for me as soon as that happened. And I mean, I, I, a lot of us, I know I did, I saw the footage when they showed the draft room, when they announced that they traded AJ Brown, I mean, Vrabel's face looked like he saw a ghost. I mean, it was just like that. He just, like, they ripped the offense right out from underneath him with that. Um, I mean, and then on top of that too, you look at the last two drafts for them where they had, what was it, Malik Willis? Is that the kid's name? That they, yeah. they drafted last year, and they had to rely on him. And then for this year to go after Will Levy, Levi, Levi's, Levis, whatever the hell is Levis, Levis. Yeah. Um, it, How often do you see teams draft quarterbacks back-to-back like that after getting rid of your best offensive weapon and not relying on Derrick Henry the way they should have or overusing him sometimes? It, it was just uh, the whole thing just smelt like crap from the beginning. You know, he, he I think Vrabel's a better coach than that but I also don't think he was going to succeed in an organization that was pulling the rug on him like that. Was that the last general manager or the, or the current one? Was it Robinson who traded AJ Brown or was it? Yeah. Uh... He, whoever traded AJ Brown got fucking canned. Okay. Yeah. Patriots. But like, yeah, well, I really fucking go. They should have dropped. They should have, they should have fucking, they should have fucking drafted him. He wanted to be a Patriot. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wept. He wept. I know. All right, I got another one to bring up. So, um, not fired yet, but um, what happens if the Eagles go to Tampa Bay and get fucking shit pumped? What happens? Um, I think Sirianni is a buffoon, but I don't think it's job costing. Personally, he's been there. What was last year? His first year there? I think it was his first year. No, they went to the playoffs. Second, yeah, second. So third year this year, right? Yeah, I'm not there yet. If they if he gets if they get blasted by Tampa Bay, I mean, you could tell Philly was wasn't right all year. Yeah. They did end up winning games, but like even going to week 1 when they played the Patriots and the Patriots gifted them that game. You could tell Philly wasn't the same team. And they've yeah. kind of been consistent all week, all year on that. And I mean, you remember when we had my uh, my other buddy Cobes on last week talking yep. about the Eagles and it was kind of the same thing. He could tell like he, I've been talking to him about the Eagles all year. Big Philadelphia Eagles guy and I don't know. Maybe in the beginning of November, he's like, "This team is bad. They're not going anywhere." Like As he the kids the, say, the vibes were off. The vibes were off yeah. all year. Exactly. So, uh, I I don't think it's a fireable offense yet. And if it does, I think that's an overreaction. As much as I think that that guy's a buffoon, you know, him crying in the Super Bowl like that meme going around. I was like, "Come <laughs> on, dude." I mean, the team did go to the Super Bowl last year, so I mean, they're only one year removed from a Super Bowl appearance. If he comes out next year, yeah, and they. Continue to trend down. Maybe you're talking about a midseason firing next year, okay. but I think it's I think it's a little bit. It would be a little bit of an overreaction to, to completely change what you've built. Um, if you get beat by a Tampa team that's played pretty well this year, I that that would be something for me that I think that would just spark speak volumes to an overreaction by Howie Roseman and the entire ownership group down there. Hogan. Yeah, it's for me personally, the way I look at firings for coaches is you fire a coach to improve your team because you're not improving with your current regime. Well, who, who do the Eagles bring in that'll make them better right now? Yeah, there's not. It, it, it's it's and I, and, 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 to stop that. <laughs> but that's kind of where, you know, not to lead into the Patriots kind of thing, but like that's that's might be able to argue Vrabel too. 
That, te- that it, defense could probably be good with Vrabel at the helm. Potentially, but at, at the same time, you know, they lost their coordinators last year, didn't they? Didn't they lose? Yeah, I know they lost both, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Both. So, I mean, that's a huge adjustment as well. And like we talked, you know, before the podcast with, with McDaniels, we talked about what Mac Jones did with him, and look what he's done without him. So it's it's hard for me to sit there, and, and granted, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm not a fan of their coach either. It wouldn't break my heart to see him lose his job, but at the same time, does he deserve to lose it? It's hard for me to say until they've built some kind of repertoire with the coaches that they have in line that are there now. That that's where we're at. So it absolutely would be an overreaction to fire him after he led his the team to the Super Bowl and they back in the playoffs. I mean, they were the number one seed for how many weeks this year? And mm-hmm. yes, they fell apart. You never lose going into the postseason. They still made the playoffs, which how many teams didn't? They won fucking eleven games, dude. That's it. So yeah. now, does it change your tune if it's a blowout loss? Like, say they get blown out like thirty-four to like seven. No, versus no. a close a close game that they that they lose. That does that change your opinion at all? Not at all, because at the same time, it's coaches are going to do what they're going to do regardless of the final score. Yeah, it, it's not not indicative. I mean, the, the the best thing that I can tell you is. If you look at the Bills game a couple weeks ago that the Patriots played them, right? Zappi threw the three interceptions in the first quarter, right? They stuck with the game plan. They almost won the fucking game. It was 26 to 20 final score with Zappi throwing three interceptions. Now, if they lose that game by 40 points, does Bill coach that game any differently? No, it's the exact same thing that he's planning on doing. And it's the same thing with the Eagles that I'm trying to talk about here. I know I'm going on a rant at this point, but it's like I'm saying that if they get blown out, Casero, whatever the hell his name is, I um, Sirianni, Sirianni, sorry, uh, he's going to coach that game no matter what. The, the exact same whether they get blown out or not, he's going to go into the next season doing exactly what he's doing. If the team is exactly who they are, it's whether they actually listen to him or, not, or the regime's working or not. Yeah. I think they, they've got some injuries, too. I think they've – I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors at play, but I, I, I agree with you guys. This was just something I've heard just around on Twitter, on different podcasts and whatnot. Just wanted to get you guys' take, but I agree. I think that there's probably I, – I think that you need for that team to be as dominant as they could be, you need their front they, – they need their front seven, and you need your offensive line to be playing at an elite level. Yep. And if those things aren't happening, that they're not – like they can't play from behind, especially if the other teams can pin their ears back and they know they're not going to fucking run the ball. So they're a little one-dimensional. I think they obviously have a lot of good pieces. They have a fucking loaded roster. But I think that the mix maybe – of like what's going on, like the the I would say like maybe like you said like a new a new system on offense and defense, uh, in the not a, a shitload of turnover really at any positions, but I don't think you're performing at the they're performing at the levels they thought they were going to do yeah. on like both sides of the ball in the trenches. And the injuries take a huge toll too, because mm-hmm. the best thing that I can point to is AJ Brown getting hurt in that last last week. That's going to be massive, depending on he, mm. if he's able to go or not. But you go back to the NFC Championship last year. Does anybody think that the 49ers were as bad as they got beat by the Eagles in the NFC no. Championship last year? What no. happened? Brock Purdy got hurt. Brock Purdy Brock had Purdy no, got hurt, no elbow, <laughs> and they had to run the ball every down. So yeah. again, is does, does, does Shanahan deserve to get fired for that? No. No, that, absolutely not. And, yeah. and, yeah. But they got blown out. That's that's the point I was trying to make. A blowout is not indicative of a, a coach. It's it's just shit happens on any given Sometimes Sunday like happens. we talked about. Yeah. That's Fair. it. Yeah. One last one last question I want to post to you guys before we move on to our, our venting session about the Patriots. 
of the remaining teams in the playoffs besides Philly because we just talked about them. Any coaches in in danger of losing their jobs McCarthy. if they do not perform? McCarthy. No. McCarthy just because he's, he's he's employed by fucking Jerry Jones, so he's always on the hot seat. I I agree with that. I mean, he was going to be the one that I was just going to name. It was going to be Mike McCarthy. I think that he could get fired if Dallas loses this week to Green Bay. Yeah, and I think was, if I think if the end of the season went different for the Bills, if they limped in kind of like the same way that like if they didn't, they kind of had the opposite season of Philly. You know what I mean? They fucked. and I think when you're uh, employed by Jerry Jones in general, you're fucked. You're fucked. There's nothing you can do. That team's fucking loaded. I think that I think honestly, I think that they could probably use a change, even if they like. I don't. They can't win the big games. They thump teams that suck. They lose. They lose pretty big games they got bailed out by the refs when they fucking should have lost the two seed to the lions so um yeah that's the only one i could really see i think dude everybody else besides that dude like like my rams and mcveigh dude what a what a fucking what a coaching performance by that motherfucker this year dude i fucking love the rams i love mcveigh i love what they're doing i know this is a pro lions podcast but i i don't see the lions winning that fucking we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that we're not there yet joe don't get ahead oh, of yourself sorry. <laughs> i got a little um, bit take, actually i got a hot take for you coach if you want one go for it kill I'm it out there i'm thinking tomlin go for mm-hmm. it. because at this point you if i'm a pittsburgh fan and and i say this i try and say this as unbiasedly as possible if i'm a pittsburgh fan what the fuck are we doing? You're sitting there celebrating, what was it, 17 straight seasons without a losing record? Mm-hmm. How many playoff yeah. wins? Yeah. How many playoff wins? I'm getting ready. Other than the one Super Bowl he won, what was that freaking coach for Cincinnati that coached for a billion years and never won shit? Mar- Lewis? Marvin, Marvin Lewis, Lewis? Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to compare Tomlin to Marvin Lewis at this point because at what point who does he have pictures of that he continues to have this job with a team that has the talent that the Steelers do year in and year out and they don't win playoff games? I, I, I'm sorry. You can't sit there and celebrate nine and eight, 10 years in a row or whatever their stupid record is and not win playoff games and think that everything's hunky dory. I mean, it's the Steelers, though. They've had what, three coaches in their history? Noel, Cower, and Tomlin? What, what does it matter? I think it speaks to ownership. I think it's if you're not, ownership. If you're not winning playoff games, are you if you're not winning playoff games, are you happy with the coach? If I'm a fan, no. But if I'm the owner and I'm getting there, Bro, they're way more fucking worried about ruining the name of their stadium and like foreign <laughs> diplomacy than they are fucking uh like having a product that's like worthwhile. Like, dude, this the Steelers fucking they're they're a fucking chore to watch, dude. They're like a good version of the Patriots. You know what I mean? That, they're like they find ways to win games, though. They found ways yeah. to win games this year. That's why I don't know but, how much control. I don't know. I'm not really tuned into the Steelers, but like, how much control does Tomlin have over personnel? It feels like they're like one of those teams that has like a Ferrari and then an Ultima at every other position, where you got like a loaded like wide receiver room, but like Kenny Pickett is your fucking quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, but I mean. It's. I was going to say, it still goes back to the fact that, like you said, you got the weapons at the skill positions with the receivers that they they, they tend to just churn out. I, I honestly, I want to know who the fuck drafts the wide receivers for the for Steelers real, because they legit yeah. hit jackpots every fucking time they draft one. I mean, Antonio yeah. Brown, I hate to say his name, but Plaxico Burris, Heinz Ward, you go back. I mean, Juju, they've had like, Juju, Mike Wallace, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. They 
draft ridiculous receivers year in and year out. And not to mention the running backs aren't half bad either. They had James Conner, uh, Najee Harris, uh, meh, jury's still out on him. But I mean, uh, Le'Veon Jalen Warren can fucking play. Uh, that's what I'm I'll talking about. I'll take Jalen Warren on my team any day, dude. That dude they're runs too, hard. They're too talented to do what they do. That's that's my point, is that they underachieve so much. And I don't think that Tomlin's a bad coach, but there's something going on there that they don't win the games that they're sh- they should be winning. I think this year's an overachieve for the Steelers if you put a gun to my head. Oh, me too. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, like, I think – I don't know. I think it would be tough to fire Tomlin after going to Buffalo and losing after you got a Kenny Pickett fucking uh mitch trubisky mason rudolph led team to like dude imagine if they go up to buffalo and tj watt doesn't play and they lose like a 17 10 game you know what i mean like i feel like that's that's coaching your that's coaching your tits off you know what i mean i think that's a i don't know i i totally agree that like if that was my team and we were just fucking nine and eight ten and seven every year and like in mediocrity forever like that would definitely fucking piss me off but i don't think this isn't the year to fire Tomlin. And I think Burge is right. I think the Roonies are way more uh, apt to err on the side of stability than they would be to like try to mix it up. You know what I mean? Like and I would no, give him, no. give, give Tomlin a, give Tomlin a fighting chance with like a decent quarterback. And then, and then if he goes 10 and seven and keeps flaming out, then we'll have a fucking conversation. But that's, that's, that's the thing. He, how many years did he have Roethlisberger? And, and as much as we might despise him as Patriot fans, Roethlisberger was one of the top tier quarterbacks for the length of his career. Mm-hmm. Yep. As much as we don't want to say it, he was. He, he won one Super Bowl with him, and he went to two. Like I said, they won playoff games. It wasn't his first he, and second year coaching or something like that, wasn't it? It was like it was Cowers team. Right? Two thousand eight yeah. was their first one. Be or I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Yes, that, yes. Yeah. Because uh, Cower won in 06 with uh, and then they won in two thousand ten, right? Two thousand. Ten. Eight. Eight is when they won the second one against the Cardinals. No, no, it was. Yeah, was no, it? he's right. He's right. No, he's yeah, right. He's right. right. Yeah, yeah, you're they right. Lost and they lost in 2010. And then they, they lost to Green Bay in 2010. Yeah. Yes. That's and, then, and then since then, name a time they've Not won a playoff game. I mean, they just got bodied by Tom Brady. <laughs> they did. <laughs> that's, what, that's, uh, what, that's, that's, that's what it is. It is what it is. I'll say so, this. Just to piggyback off, off this matchup. If Buffalo loses to, to the Steelers team, McDermott's gone. Oh, you think so? Yes, yes. I, I think the way this—that's why I was saying the way the season ended. I didn't see it. If they're the number two seed and they go and they got a home game and they they lose to Mason Rudolph, yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Bye. That far. He's Bye. That far. He's gone. And I know a lot of like I shit on these Buffalo fans all the time. But one thing that him that they all agree with me on is that McDermott is a fucking puppet. He's yeah. just an auto. He's he's that guy that's just there and he's he's riding Josh Allen's coattails right now and. I think they want him gone. They want to change up there. So they lose to Pittsburgh at home in the playoffs. After what they were the last couple of years, one of the top teams in the AFC. You can knocking on the door. Yeah. They're they're number two. They're the number two seed this year in the playoffs, but like they didn't play like a number two seed throughout the season. They got it on the on the win in the last game of the year. So, you know, we'll get into the matchups here in a few minutes, but I want to talk about the Patriots now. We're going to talk about Bill Belichick. What's going to happen? We're now Two days after the after the end of the, the dreadful 2023 season for the Patriots, the four and thirteen record, third overall pick. Well, not too much to to talk about in terms of the news releases about from the Patriots in terms of their coaching. No commitment to Bill Belichick, no firing of Bill Belichick, no 
nothing like that. I'm going to say that Bill's going to be here just based on what's going on right now. I think he's staying as much as, and that might be a little bit of a biased take, but I think no. the longer they wait, the longer that he's, the longer that Robert Kraft makes to make a decision, the longer it plays in part for Bill staying. And I'll say this, his press conference on Monday, put it all in Robert's court, yep. basically saying, I'm here. I'm ready to work. I want to keep coaching. I'm going to do what I always do. Uh, I want to be here. I'm willing to cede a little bit of control in the personnel department. At least that's what it sounded like. I think he threw a little caveat in there that he has the final say, but seems like he's willing to work with the Patriots. He, he's make it Bill. He's going to make Robert fire him. He's going to make him fire him if the Patriots are going to go in a different direction. So we're either we're either lining up for another year of this with maybe some changes or we're lining up for a messy, messy divorce. So what are your thoughts on it, Joe? You go first, Mr. Co-host. Um, I think I think you yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I think um, what there's like difference. There's such it, the thing that sucks about voicing your opinion is there's always nuance to it. Like there's what's going to happen and what I want to happen. You know what I mean? Like I want a complete enema. I want an, a fire hose with like nine million fucking PSI of hose pressure and an enema to the entire Patriots organization of anything Belichick. I think that's what you need. I think that it'll probably you'll probably bottom out. There's no like Burris will say there's no there's no person that you could find that's an objectively better option than him right now. I totally agree with that, but you need to try, you need to find. What I think is going to happen is I think Burris is right. I think uh, Bill put it in Kraft's court. If we've seen the kind of pattern of decisions that Kraft makes made over the last couple of years, there are a lot of half measures. He he pulls he pulls instead of letting Josh McDaniels go, he pulls him off the plane. Instead of letting Mayo go, he pays him and makes him, and they change his title and all this stuff. He, they instead of washing out and, and and totally starting over, he picks Belichick over Brady in that whole scenario. So there's a lot of half measures here. There's a lot of kind of decisions that have kind of I don't want to say been made for Kraft, but I think that it, since everything's in his court, I think if they actually do bring in a new GM and bring some new minds in. Even if Bill still has final say, even if you just have people like I heard, I forget who it was. It was one of the stupid media pundits. They were pretty much saying that like the the Patriots analytics department and their scout and that kind of their and that part of their scouting department is kind of in the stone ages. So even if you just start winning on the margins again, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, when you bring in guys who just give you those little tiny advantages and like imagine if you gave one of the best like football minds ever, like some new ideas and some new brains in the building with some new angles on how to scout and how to find players and how to kind of build a roster. So I think that if he's actually amicable and what he and Kraft puts it to puts his like money where his mouth is and pays the guy for another season and starts bringing in all these other guys and still pays uh, Bill like he does and then puts the bill for all these other guys. If Kraft really puts his money where his mouth is, I would love to see how it turns out. And I, I would be, I would be more, I would be happier about keeping Bill with major changes in other areas than I would be if it's just like quip pro quo uh, or whatever status quo and just bring everybody back. Hogan. Um, well, I'll just touch on what I talked about before. I mean, great points there, Joe. I, I agree with a lot of that stuff, but uh, I'll touch on what I said before in terms of when you fire a coach, it's to upgrade and, I'm sorry, biased or not, even if I wasn't a Patriots fan, who are you upgrading from Bill Belichick as a coach, as a coach? 
Now, because I'm saying that as a coach, GM Belichick hit the bricks. I'm done with him. Uh, it's this this team. The reason they ended up the way they are is not because of coaching. And I'll and I'll die on that. I'll die Me on that. Me too. Hill. Me too. Because the player personnel is what let this team down. Was it the player's fault that they're on the team? No, because Belichick's the one that decided who was going to be on the team because he's the GM. We took such washed up players from other teams that were disposed of and thought we could make a starting team with that. We had the Miami Dolphins old tight end. We had Miami Dolphins old wide receiver. We had the Steelers and Chiefs cast off as our wide receiver. We had garbage at every position. We had no Pro Bowl selections for the first time in 20, what, 22 years? Christian Barmore got snubbed, though. Yeah, that's bullshit. He should be all pro. I mean, that would be lovely. But at the same time, it's it, you're not going to turn heads being on a shit team. But again, oh, no, it, and it's, you're a D tackle, it, too. It's kind of hard. It, well, yeah, exactly. But, but like I'm, I'm saying, is the defense in my eyes was the one bright spot of this team that actually kept them in games that they were in, which there weren't many they were in, but the ones they were in were because of the defense. The ineptitude of the offense is what destroyed this team. Mm -hmm. And because of the personnel that this offense put out there week after week is what destroyed this team. The reason why the Patriots were so successful for so many years is you had guys like Scott Pioli, Thomas Dimitrioff, Nick Casero, calling the shots with Bill. They were there to veto him. They were there to say, hey, Bill, that's a stupid fucking idea. That's what made them successful in the first place. Bill is at a point now where he's old school and I could walk in there and I would have as much power as any other Joe Schmo going in there telling him, hey, Bill, that's a stupid idea. He could turn around, look at me and go, where's your six Super Bowl rings? I don't have them. So he can tell me to go pound sand. That's the problem right now. He needs a th that balance, that checks and balance to figure out how to build this team back up with the personnel. He, he's still a phenomenal coach. I will die on that hill. He's a dog shit GM, and it needs to change now. I agree 100%. On the head. Yeah, I think, I think that's the one thing that Joe and I have agreed on through this whole thing because we agree that he can you know, still coach, but the GMing, that's something I, I think it's – Yes. Fair, fair point. Yes, coach defense because that that defense this year, despite the injuries to top players like mm -hmm. Matthew Judon, best Christian two, Gonzalez, not top players, yeah. your top two players. Yep, you you lose them, and on top of the other stuff that went on with the corner situation this year, I mean, you had guys mm -hmm. like Sean Wade and Miles Bryant playing like regular outside roles on this defense, and they still went three consecutive weeks giving up ten or less points. Yep, in this this NFL, that's I don't know if that's ever happened. Like, yeah, well, not when a team goes 0 3 in those games. It, well, that's that. definitely never happened. Yeah, but, like, yeah. the fact that this I don't defense, think a team is worse than 2 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the fact that they did that, I think, speaks volumes to what the defense was to this team. And yep. in, in their wins, they're the reason they won. The offense is not the reason that they won any games this year. No, not a no. single one. I mean, yeah. and it, it just. It makes you question, like you can. We, we're going to bash on Bill Bill's GMing, but like, who made the Mac Jones pick? Was that a Bill Belichick decision, or was that a Robert Kraft decision? I we've said this on the on previous episodes, like at nauseum. It feels like at this point because we're always talking about it. But like, Robert Kraft doesn't get as much blame through this for this year that he deserves. 
And if, you know, the spending thing is, is real and about mm -hmm. how they're not dishing the money out, like that's not a bill thing. If he doesn't have the, the assets to be able to go out and pay people, then he's, this is what you get. Like maybe, maybe, and, and I'm, I'm speculating here, it might be a long shot, but like maybe, uh, Robert Kraft didn't give him the money to go out and give Jacoby Myers the contract over or a certain DeAndre period Hopkins. of time or DeAndre Hopkins. I heard Bill wanted we, Hopkins and he didn't have the cash. If that's true, then how are we, how are we talking about firing Bill because he didn't do that as a GM when it's the owner's fault. The owner needs to check himself a little bit here. Yeah. And I think uh, we talk about, we talked about the uh, CEO theory I had, like I'm still staying with that dude. Bill just needs help. He just needs help. He needs to mm -hmm. be CEO. Doesn't need to be talking about fucking zone blocking schemes on a Tuesday. Like he needs to be like in CEO, like in CEO mode, forecasting, looking ahead. We brought up all the stuff from the two fucking Super Bowl documentaries where he's just saying, "Hey, let's have a shitload of two point plays." And at the end of the season, when you need a fucking two fucking two point conversions in a row to complete the craziest comeback in history, and then you need a third one when you're on the on the goal line in fucking overtime. So, like, there's all these things, these little tiny things, like practicing the play with that Ernie Adams talks about, the Malcolm Butler play. They mm -hmm. practice that play. Like, you need to have these built-in structures of, like, how you obtain that information and then how you put it into practice. When it's all on Bill, when it's all on Bill, all this bullshit falls through the cracks. Why do you think fucking special teams has been asked the last couple of years? Cam fucking Accord. But it's like he le he doesn't have the bandwidth, you know what I mean? So he needs yeah. to trust this guy who obviously doesn't have his fucking legs under him. So I just think that Bill needs help. Like if we're gonna keep Bill, that fucking let's keep Bill. Okay, that's completely fine. If he wants to hang on for the record, like what we have to do is you need to get him help. You need to get him help. If you got and room that he trusts, or you find you gotta find that balance between guys that he trusts. <laughs> it was gonna fucking fifty nine twenty five Kojak. Every time, it, it hasn't been this bad for a long time. He, yeah. we're gonna unbelievable. Fifty nine twenty five. Did you make note of that? Yeah. He's just making more work for Kojak. Kojak does the editing, so he's making yeah. more work for him right now. I this apologize. It's not your fault. Oh no, I know, but I just feel hey, bad hey, for you. Hey, he's back in. Pretend he, pretend he, you can't hear him. Oh Jesus. I, I won't be able to keep a straight face, so don't do it. <laughs> That's fine. Fuck, that was good. We have some good discussion there. We haven't even gotten to the matchups yet. God damn it. Sorry. Why are we sorry? Why are you sorry? I don't know. This is usually later than you guys go. No, I mean, we usually go to about 10 o'clock, but I mean, we're already an hour in. <laughs> yeah. We usually do like an hour and 10 recorded. That's oh, a little okay. bit more. than it's, it's more than that. Isn't it? With the guests, it's more. With the guests, it's say, more. With the one I was listening to today was like an hour and a half. So yeah. Fucking, Fucking Joe. Joe. At least he left on his own this time. Either that or his internet just fucking. I I gotta uh, say though, the weather out there sucks right now, so that's probably why. Yeah. It was snowing like a bitch out here earlier. Mm. It's supposed dude, to be I whacked out here. I got fucked. I did. I worked from six a.m. Saturday until two p.m. on Monday. Nope. You motherfucker. Dude, I don't even know what to fucking tell you. I paid two hundred fifty dollars a month for this fucking stupid fucking box that man never fucking gets, dude. Nothing more aggravating than paying fucking premium money for shit that doesn't fucking work. I am fucking pissed. If you're listening, Comcast, leave this in, Kojak. You leave this in. I was sending you. <laughs> 
to the fucking headquarters of wherever the fuck they are. I'm gonna find them. Oh my god, dude. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I was going off about some dumb shit. But um, talking about right. Bill being a CEO, like where did it stop? Like at the end, like we can just pick you. Somebody could else just start talking. Like I don't even know. Uh, even pick I'm 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 just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say this. Bill needs to stop be saved from himself because he's the one that hires the coaches right now. All right. He didn't even let Bill O'Brien pick his staff when he was here. All right. I I want him being able to pick his entire staff. The offensive, whoever it is, if it's Bill O'Brien next year, fine. I'm willing to go back, run it back with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. But positional coaches, I want him to pick his guys. Like, I love Troy Brown. I love what he did for the Patriots as a player. He's not taking enough flack for what the what the wide receivers were this year. You know, we went into the season, like I at least I did, thinking they had enough talent to at least be a decent positional group with Juju and Kendrick Bourne and Pop Douglas and uh, Devontae Parker. I thought that they were going to be at least decent, like middle of the road, enough to get it done to win some games. You see those roots that those some of those guys were running out there? Like, just awful. Tyquan Thornton, I want his him punted to the moon. I'm done with him. Like he's got he's got he's got the got the speed, but like he doesn't seem like he has the IQ. He doesn't have the availability. The guy's always effing hurt. And it just pisses me off because the Steelers took George Pickens with the pick after. And George Pickens is a head case, but the dude can play. Yeah. So it's like take that. I don't know. Somebody's gonna save Bill from himself when it comes to to assigning coaches to these positions because like cam accord should have been fired two years ago he should have been fired two years ago and somebody else should have been brought in to coach special teams and i think this year it finally came to a head with how bad that unit has been if i can jump in real quick about what you were talking about in terms of um the the personnel stuff too it's they need i think one thing that bill needs to either especially if he's going to stay on his gm which would blow my mind at this point but I think it's at the point now where maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but as a fan, Always. Um, I, I'd love to uh, see them make a splash. Like yes. do something, do something not Patriot like to, to try and change something up. You, what you've done the last three years has not worked. Do something. They did do something new. though. They, they made those signings. But no, years ago. But, well, but I'm talking about in terms of like last time they made the playoffs, one ten games. <laughs> Just saying, I'm, but I'm, but I'm looking at in terms of like like a Mac Jones pick, right? Everybody was so on board with that at the time, and everybody saw the kind of player that Mac Jones was in college, right? Did he blow the doors off of anybody? Were any of you sitting there going, "This guy is going to be the next dynamic quarterback to play for the next twenty fucking years"? No, 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 nobody no, but sat I... there and said that. But, but 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 what my point is, go after a Josh Allen type. Go after a Mahomes type. Do something you normally don't do. Don't do the safe pick. Had a shot at Lamar Go. last year. It pisses me off. It, it, that that could have been something. That's what I'm talking about. Is do something on Patriot. Like trade up in the draft. Don't trade back for fucking 14 fourth round picks and to get rid of your first rounder. Trade away a future first round pick and go after that stud that nobody thinks you were going to fucking pick. It can't hurt. At this point, if you're going to get fired, if you're going to lose the job, go out swinging. I'd rather see you try and win games doing something you normally don't do than sit back and slowly die by losing what you've been doing. Fair point. Fair point. So still more to come. 
Changes Tuesday, needed. Tuesday the 9th, we're recording now. No decision has been made. I really hope when we record next week, we have some definition on this because if this thing drags out, it's only going to hurt the team. I want to leave this before we move on to the playoff matchups. I know we're we're a little bit behind on time here, but we'll see. Who do you want the Patriots to take at number three? We know they're locked into the number three pick. Where do you want to see the team go? Joe? I think I'm starting to think that I want Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not. I think the only sure bet is Caleb Williams, and I don't. I, I want Marvin Harrison Jr. Hogan? I, to be honest, I, I'm going to die on that hill too, Marvin Harrison, because I don't trust quarterbacks anymore. I, I don't. Caleb Williams is a head case. He seems like he's a once in a generation talent, but from the, the red flags I'm hearing about this clown, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't know enough about, was it Drake May? That's from US, UNC. Yeah. I don't know enough about him. And then watching the national championship last night with Penix. I'm and upset. McCarthy. Fuck that kid too. Both of them. It, it's, it's. Oh, look, the cameras are there. Let me get my, take my fucking shoes off and fucking meditate. Shut the hell up. I, I just I I'm I'm out on college quarterbacks right now. I don't and and truthfully speaking, I don't watch enough college football other than Texas, which we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Is Ewers uh, coming out? Is Quinn Ewers coming out? Uh, that's debatable. I don't. He yeah. hasn't declared. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see. But probably he, even, he, even if he even if he did come out, I that's again I wouldn't want him. He no. he's made better by the players around him, which again goes back to what I was harping on Mac Jones about. Mac Jones looked as good as he did in Alabama because of who he was throwing the ball to. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I think go get, oh, go get I, a playmaker. Go get a playmaker. I, Marvin Harrison Jr. Somebody just just do something. I and then just I, get a standard backup or not even stage a standard veteran quarterback to get him the ball. Like, yep. and then you draft somebody to put behind him. You go the Jordan Love route. I think Penix should go to like a fucking 49ers and play behind Purdy or like. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get him behind, like, a Kirk Cousins type or something like that, I think he would be good there. But, like, I'm sorry for stepping on you, Bridge, but I don't like any of the quarterbacks to start right away at all. And I think that's what you need. You need – if the, if you're picking three overall, you need them to start right away. The That's where the Patriots are. I, you're not even going to – you guys aren't even going to afford me the opportunity to be a contrarian here because I've been slamming the Marvin Harrison Jr. train for a long time. I want him. I, Hogan, you kind of hit the nail Doing on the head. Doing a lot of slamming on this podcast, yeah. Barish. Hogan, you hit the nail on the head. You you basically just said everything that I feel. I do not trust college quarterbacks. You look at how many quarterbacks have been drafted in the top three picks of the draft that have just been busts. You got Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and you you go further back. You got Sam Darnold. You got um, oh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Like all those guys. Like you're saddling your wagon and using this prized asset on something that is less than fifty percent that you're going to hit on it. So I would much rather see them take Marvin Harrison Jr. And again, like you said, trade a future first round pick, get back in the back in the top half of the draft and draft like a Jaden Daniels. And then go, then you're not saddling your entire future on him. Yeah, you, 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 you're investing a lot in him, but like you're still getting that generational talent wide receiver. And Joe, I agree with you too. Get that veteran bridge quarterback, a Baker Mayfield, a Kirk Cousins. And I, I've said this before. I'm even okay with a Jimmy Garoppolo coming in here and playing. I'm even okay with that. Something like that. Something that type of player. That type of player to come in and play. So we'll see what happens. You know, in April, we'll see what happens with the picks. I'm sure that the Bears have some decisions to make with what they uh, want to do with that number one overall pick. But let's get into the playoffs. What's coming up next week? Hell yeah. I'm just going down the list here. We're going to start with the games. We'll talk about it. We're all going to pick a winner. 
Kojak may or may not. We'll see if he decides he wants to or not. We'll see. But uh, Cleveland, Houston, Cleveland, Houston, Joe, take it away. I'm pumped about this game. And it's not just because I'm a huge CJ Stroud fan, but it's, I think it's going to be an unbelievable test for the kid. I think the, the Cleveland's defense has been unbelievable down the stretch here, getting them into the playoffs. I think their front seven is going to be a big test for that Texans offensive line and a big test for Stroud. So I'm excited. I think I want to, my heart says Texans, but I know defense wins in the playoffs. So uh, I think uh, if gun to my head, fucking, I'm picking with my fucking heart. Give me CJ Stroud. Give me the fucking Texans at home. Let's fucking go, baby. Hogan. Okay. I mean, I, I like your, where your heart's at. And I'll be rooting for him as well, uh, but you're dead wrong. Give me Cleveland Browns to win it. They got the experience in terms of what what they got playing for them. Their defense is better than anything Shroud's seen all season. Cleveland in a nail-biter. I think Houston's going to play with them, but I, I, I can't see Houston winning this one. Houston's a three-point dog on, at home. Rightfully so. <laughs> Joe, I'm with you on this. The Joe Flacco experience, the Joe Flacco resurgence ends in Houston. CJ Stroud's gonna gonna win here. D'Amico Ryan's has got this team playing for him. I love it. I love everything about the story. Give me Houston. I'm going a bit with my heart, but a little bit with my brain because I think that Joe Flacco eventually the luck's gonna run out with his the interceptions he's throwing. Something's gonna cost him. Give me Houston. Love Give it. me Houston. Let's go. I'm I, this is probably the game I'm most excited to watch for 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 Super Wildcard Weekend just because of. Where I'm at with Houston, Detroit's a very, very close, close. We'll call it one A, one B. If 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 this Super Bowl ends up as a Detroit Houston Super Bowl, the NFL ain't gonna be happy. But I sure as hell I'm gonna be fucking pumped. I will buy every ticket to that Super Bowl and cover it with <laughs> right now. I will yeah. do it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the Detroit game in a minute. Let's let's knock out the uh, the AFC here first. Next game, Miami at Kansas City. Some uh, some teams that were kind of reeling going into the playoffs here. Uh, Joe? I would put anything that I could scrounge together to add to my net worth on the Chiefs in this fucking game. Coach-quarterback combo, that's what you look for in the playoffs. Chiefs have a far superior coach-quarterback combo than the Dolphins do. I think that, uh, I think that the Chiefs are – quintessential sleepwalking through the regular season because they've been to the AFC championship game, what, four years in a row, two Super Bowls. So um, give me the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs here. Ooh, okay. Go ahead, tough Hogan. Tough, I was going to say tough to follow that up, uh, but I think the wheels are coming off of the Chiefs. I do believe it. I think this is the year that they, they catches up to them with uh, the lack of uh, offensive firepower than Travis Kelsey and, you know, banged up Pacheco and, you know, I, I, I'll die on this hill, too. I always thought Andy Reid was overrated. He always had the players that made him better. He's, he's not a bad coach, but I think he's overrated. I like the Dolphins to surprise some people. Oh, interesting. I agree with you 100% on Andy Reid, though. I agree with you 100% on Andy Reid that he's a bit overrated. Dude cannot manage the clock to save his life. And, yes, he's a product. Yes, great draft pick by getting Patrick Mahomes and walking into that. Had Donovan McNabb in Philly. Like, 100% behind that. But. There's no way in hell I am picking the Miami Dolphins in this game. <laughs> They're dinged up all over the field. Mike McDaniel and his coaching staff leaving Bradley Chubb out there in that absolute blowout against the Baltimore Ravens, tearing his ACL, already down Jalen Phillips on defense. They had their opportunity on, what was it, Saturday, Sunday night, whatever night it was, Sunday night. 
to walk up the division in a two seed to avoid this and have a home playoff game. They went into halftime with a lead after a big stop, a big stop at the goal line at halftime. I thought the Bills were dead. This game pissed me off, man. I was going off my butt. Brando, Puma, if you're listening, I still think two is two would turn the ball over, man. He is that Tyreek Hill. He was getting Tyreek Hill killed in that game. He goes out for a play at the end. What does Tua do? Throws in a triple coverage and throws a pick. Like I was on Claypool. That shouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have been a completion, but it wouldn't have been a pick if he ran the right route. Whatever. Or ran Regar- the route right. Sorry. Regardless, he got Tua hurt. Tua was banged up in that game. They were without Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think Jalen Waddle is a 50-50 shot to play in this one here. If he's not out there, dude, just the Dolphins have they, – they were so far ahead in the AFC East throughout the entire season. Yes, the Bills had a fantastic December where they didn't lose. The Bills. But, like, come on. You're, you're at home, and i got to have a game to win the division, and – you don't score in the second half. Like, I think it's more of the same. I agree about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they are just a walking mess. And I think they meet a good team playing well in the playoffs that they're not going to, they're going to go home. Um, but this one, I ain't picking against the, the playoff experience of Reed and Mahomes. I think that they'll do just enough. It'll be a close game. And I think it's going to be a shit game. I don't think there's, there's going to be mistakes made on both sides, both teams, but I think that the Chiefs end up walking away with it. Dude, the fucking Dolphins went from playing at home, sunny in 75, to playing in uh, Kansas City. It's going to be five degrees at kickoff. Yeah. Give me Kansas City in that all day. Let's move on to the next AFC game. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Joe? Uh, I'm going to pick the Bills here. <laughs> and I don't really know what analysis you want me to give, but the Steelers are not. If they don't have TJ Watt, it's fucking over. I think he he might play. Everybody said it was just a sprain. There's no like ligament damage or anything like that. But uh, I think the Bills are going to eke one out here. I could tell. I'm not confident about this one. I really don't have an analysis because like it's like the Bills are the much better team, but they always play to their opponent. And the Steelers are sneaky. They could win this game, but I mean the Bills are the better team, and I expect them to win. But would I be shocked if the Steelers win this game like 10-7 or 14-10 or something like that? I could totally see that. Bills, Bills, the the Steelers are a feeder team. They they're done. You're playing with your third string quarterback. Their defense is banged up. I mean, I already went off my tangent about Tomlin. The Bills are a better team, and the Bills are starting to play their better football right now. Who do you think I'm picking? You're picking the Steelers. Absolutely. Yeah. If they don't win, they're going to cover the spread. It's 10 points right now. They're going to cover the spread. 100%. They'll cover the spread. It'll be a closer game. There might not be 10 points scored total in that game. What's the weather like? Have you seen what the weather's going to be up there? I mean, is it going to be a nasty? I don't care. There could be a wind that literally throws (laughs) passes for the fucking Steelers, and they'll still fucking score three points. I'm talking about the spread. I'm not talking about the the win. I'm talking about the spread. Oh, no. I I, What do you mean? Never never mind. Oh. They're Moving definitely on. gonna they're gonna cover they, the Pittsburgh's gonna cover like a motherfucker here. I I think I think it, it, I would take I mean I could see them covering like fucking two or three points here. I could see this being like a like I said, a 13-10 kind of 14-10 kind of game. They're definitely gonna cover 10. Nope. And and I agree with your analysis about how like the Steelers could be sneaky here. Josh Allen throws he has another three turnover game. I think the Steelers are more equipped to capitalize on that than the Dolphins were on Sunday sure. night. So but I'm I'm 
give me a break. I'm picking the Steelers. I'm never going to pick the Bills. That's Anybody fine. that listens to this podcast knows that. Crying out loud. Let's move on to the NFC. Green Bay, Dallas. Go ahead. Give me the Packers. Let's go. Yeah, Love I the think that the there's something that they do. There's something about a team that has to do the hard, do it the hard way going into a team that's like more talented. I think that I, I there's something that the Packers, the Jordan Love thing, like it's got something there. I think the thing that sucks. Oh, track these, Joe. Oh, you just threw that. Into, we're fucked. Um, <laughs> uh, wasn't going to. I think you go coach quarterback combo here. I think I'd rather have I'd rather have Love. I'd rather have Love LaFleur than McCarthy fucking Dak. I think Dak, even though I think he's the best at what I'm about to say, I think he's a glorified game manager. I think he's a great point guard. He's great at getting it to the right player and at the right time. And their offensive line is really good. But I think the best part of I think the Packers defense is playing really well right now, standing on their head. I think they're good against mobile quarterbacks. They got a, got a lot of guys in the front seven that could run. So I think that's a good thing when you play Dak. Um, but yeah, give me the pack. I'm picking with my heart here. I don't give a fuck. But like, pick, give me the Packers here. I think they did it again. They went from Favre to Rodgers to Love. I think they did it again. Damn. That's, that's tough to follow up. I mean, uh, I love where your head's at. Absolutely. I mean, Jordan Love shocked me. I mean, I was doing a little studying up before we came on the podcast tonight. Jordan Love had the second most passing touchdowns this year in the NFL. Anybody know that? I didn't. No. no. He had 32, only behind Dak she Prescott. Oh, oh, of course. 36. <laughs> you, know who's gonna, you know who's gonna throw more touchdowns on uh, this weekend? Dak Prescott. Yep. Give me Dallas. If they can get the run game going and Dak isn't stupid, Dallas is gonna win. Otherwise, Green Bay all day. Dak and McCarthy are going to be stupid in this one. Give me Green Bay. For everything Joe said, Joe basically took the words out of my mouth. They fucking did it again. Green Bay. It's it's. I'm choosing to be a fan of it instead of getting aggravated by it. That's just my. But we talked, dude. What did we talk about? Like ten weeks ago, we were like Jordan Love guys coming out of fucking college. I was mm-hmm. I was always been a fan of the arm talent. I think that was he was the perfect. He reminds. I wish Penix was a little younger, but like he reminds me of that kind of mold. Just like a big physical guy with an absolute cannon arm who just needs a little bit of fine tuning. And as soon as you put the fine tuning and the finishing touches on it, you're going to get a really special product. Dude, I 32 touchdown pass first year starting. Like that's, it's impressive. Absolutely. Rams lions. Joe, don't betray the podcast here with what you're about to say. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, call me Benedict fucking Arnold, dude. Call me <laughs> Benedict Sure, dude. That I give me the give me the Rams, dude. That McVeigh and Mc, dude, McVeigh, coach quarterback combo. McVeigh greater than Dan Campbell, Stafford greater than Goff. Give me the fucking Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you nailed the hell, yeah, nail on the head there. It's 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 that simple. Dan Campbell, don't get me wrong, he's probably one of my favorite coaches in the NFL right now. He's just a straight up football guy. I love what he's done to Detroit. I love the the mentality and the way those guys have been playing this year. Losing Laporta last week is mm. going to come back and destroy them. That was Goff's safety blanket. Mm-hmm. They if they can run the ball and Campbell isn't stupid enough to go for it three times for a two-point conversion rather than taking the, the tie and going to overtime. They got fucking hosed on that. Stop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The third time, kick the extra point and live to fucking fight in overtime. You're, you're being stupid at that point. And if they're going to be stupid this weekend, give me the Rams. I'm picking with my heart, man. 
I'm not betraying the pod. I'm not betraying the podcast and everything that I've said all year. I'm not betraying it. I'll die with it. Fucking loyal Detroit, ass guy. Love that. Love Detroit my Lions. Let's go. I Fuck want yeah. them in the Super Bowl. I want them in the Super Bowl with Houston. When that gets eliminated, I'm going to be a very, very sad man. If the Lions go to the Super Bowl, will that be the first ever home game for a fucking team? Like, they're going to bang no. that place. They're going to Brady, ba- no, Brady won it. No, home. no, I'm not talking about literally at no. home. I'm talking about a home game atmosphere, dude. They're going to bang that fucking place out. It's in Vegas, right? Oh, bro. All the degenerate Detroit fans going out to Vegas, dude. Are you fucking serious, dude? They're going to need riot control, win or lose. <laughs> go Lions. All right, final matchup. Eagles Bucks. Give me the Bucks, dude. I I don't think I think I think running the ball down somebody's throat is really hard on the road. I think that Tampa Bay, they're just a scrappy fucking team. I think they have the perfect de- dude. I think that playing Hurts versus Antoine Winfield Jr is going to be a great fucking That's his, that's that that's their really good safety's name, right? Yeah. So I think that matchup is going to be the key matchup of the game. They're going to be playing cat and mouse the whole fucking time. If the Eagles get the ball rolling, they're kind of fucked. But I think the Eagles' pass defense, they're getting slay back. But I think the Eagles' pass defense is vulnerable right now. I think Baker's playing really well. I think that offense has a little has a has just enough to get them over the to get them over the hump. And I think the Eagles, they're just they're they're a game against a well coached, well motivated team away from getting knocked out. And I think this is what the Buccaneers are going to give them. So all I have to say is fuck Baker Mayfield. I can't stand him. <laughs> Oklahoma piece of shit. I do not forgive him for any of those college games. Give me the Eagles. Absolutely. I uh someone's granted, picking with his heart. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't I, I'll never pick Baker. That's why the reason why I hated the Browns for all those years that he was there. But anyway, I digress. Um, no, I I, I like I, I do like Tampa's chances if uh if they can get things going with the run. And getting the ball to Mike Evans, and uh, I've got is Godwin still there? He's still healthy, right? And everything. Oh, yeah. okay. mm-hmm. They got those receivers that that Brady won it all with. If May, if Mayfield's on the same page as those guys, and they're able to replicate the success they had there in the regular season, they have a chance. Um, but otherwise, I think the Eagles just have the player, the personnel to win this game. But regardless of the coaching problems, regardless of everything else, Eagles on paper should wipe the floor with Tampa. In a normal situation, is this a normal situation? Absolutely not. I still like the Eagles in a closer game than I would like. Love that hedge. Love that hedge. I'm going Bucks, baby. I hate the Eagles. I think that they're reeling. They are reeling going into the playoffs. We just got done talking about them, how they're not the same team that they were last year. They're going on the road to Tampa. I've loved what the Bucks have done this year. Well, I didn't see it coming, especially after, you know, Brady retired. I didn't see anything like this coming. I thought they were going to be back to being the afterthought in that division. Even though that division sucks, I didn't think that they were going to be the ones that were going to win it. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think that, like, you guys have both just touched on with the run, getting the ball to Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. I think it would be – I think if they get going, absolutely, they're going to win. I'm going to pick them. And we'll start. We'll, we'll have to de- delay the Baker to New England talks for another week. <laughs> I would, nope. <laughs> nope. Don't, don't put that. that evil. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> put that. Rick, put that on me, Ricky Bobby. 
I won't watch it. Get me out. Get that out of here. Do you guys have any other thoughts going into Wild Card Weekend that we want to talk about here before we plug this sucker up? I hope there's just as just as enough just as much chaos in the postseason as there was in the regular season. I'm looking. I want to see like a fucking nine and eight team versus a nine and eight team in the fucking Super Bowl or something. I want to. I want to see. I want to see one of these rookie quarterbacks or one of these young like first year first year starting quarterbacks like make a run like C.J. Stroud or Love. I want to see. I want to see something like that. I want to see something cool. I want a nice storyline. It's been kind of a chaosy but not really great storyliney kind of. Uh, regular season so i want some more chaos but i want like a nice a nice storyline to come out of it block boy joe wants houston in the super bowl well yeah i just want i'm just waiting for lamar to win the fucking mvp dude didn't we just talk about how lamar's not great he's the running back all right all right no i want uh i think it, i don't know if it could happen but a, a houston uh a houston uh baltimore uh afc championship would be sick that would be awesome hogan there, I'll, I'll I'll divvy it up for you. There, I'll give you Houston in the Super Bowl. Give me them facing Dallas. Give me an All Texas Super Bowl. Ooh, that would be a good sight. Let's let's get Dallas as much as everybody loves to hate him and loves to see him fail. Let's get them back in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl against a good team. I want to see a really good match. I want to see 49ers versus Dallas in the NFC Championship, or I want to see Dallas versus Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Give me something. To just rub in Cowboys fans' faces for the next ten years when they keep losing games. I that's what I want to see because it gets boring to a point where you see Dallas losing the first round all these years in a row. Oh, gotta go watch the teams. I have that. Yeah, no. I have that same. I have that same sentiment about Buffalo. Let them win a playoff game and then have their rip their souls ripped out of them at home. I would. That's what I want to see happen. I would love to see Pittsburgh just freaking rip the souls out of them right now. I would love that. But anytime Buffalo loses. Check me on Twitter, baby. I'll be going in the Bills Mafia hashtag mentions going <laughs> off. Off. Uh, I'll apologize. I'll be like, I'll, all my all my buddies, I'll be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry that happened. But on Twitter, man, I'm fucking going off, dude. Anybody I don't know, I'm going off on you. You guys are fucking laughable. But, yeah, uh, secondary, I, I agree with Joe. I want to see chaos. I want to see upsets. I When my team's not in it, I want to see just big storyline plays happen. So I want to see sad fans crying on TV, like face paint, like dripping down their face because like <laughs> yeah. the fucking sorry Lions, which is using an example, the fucking Lions got blown out in their first pl- home playoff game, like since Martha Ford was like in diapers. Yep. Give me good football. Give me good football. It was a couple Agreed. years ago that wasn't it wild card weekend that every game came down to the last play of the game. Yeah. That, yep. That was going back and thinking, other than when the Patriots were in the playoffs and winning. That was some of the greatest fucking football I watched seeing that shit where you, you it comes down to a last second field goal over time. Give me good football, which we've been missing. Like seeing like like another like Bills Chiefs game that where it was like yep. just touchdown, touchdown. Like what was that? Like four touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. Just seeing these good yep. teams go back and forth. I wouldn't yep. be saying that if Buffalo didn't lose, but like seriously though, like something like that where it's like, holy crap, that just happened. Like a holy crap moment. Or like the fucking yeah. uh, the digs play the the yeah. mm-hmm. a miracle shit yep. like that yep. dude like cool shit. Yep. Yep. Give, Give me, me all good. that. Dude. Give me hey, good football. Yeah. Hey, fuck, dude. He's a bill now, so double fuck him. But if he fucking does, isn't that the reason why we had to play Philly in that Super Bowl? Because that fucking in 2017, right? Yeah. Yep. Fuck. New Orleans wins that game. It's completely different. Yeah. 
Whatever. It's a whatever. To kill a butterfly. No, what the <laughs> butterfly effect. All right. Yes. Plug this shit up. I'm getting delusional. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, follow us on Twitter at BTP underscore podcast underscore. I'm there at Birch the Goalie. Joe Sure is there at the underscore Juicy Jew. Kojak at Allen13Brennan. Hogan, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe your stream. It, maybe your stream. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, I just recently started uh, Twitch streaming. Uh, you can catch me on the socials at TwitchProwler71, both Instagram and Twitter. And if anybody is out there and wants to chat football and watch me suck at video games, I'm on Twitch at Prowler71. So come and hit me up sometime. It'd be great to have you guys on there. Get 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 Madden so I can school your ass. Nope, I'm done with Madden. We talked Ooh. about that. It's it's a ripoff, waste of money. Copy and paste, just like 2K. Thank you. you guys $60 like ho- on a roster upright update. Yep. If you guys like hockey, check out the two pad stack podcast that I'm a host on at the number two pad stack pod on Twitter. If you want to go to a game, plug the SeatGeek code at the number two pad stack pod. Save $20 off your first order on SeatGeek. Guys, enjoy the wild card, super wild card weekend of football. And we'll be back with you next week to break it all down and preview the divisional round. Have a good week. Peace.